Blog Talk Radio. Firefly Willows L.I.V.E. presents The Amethyst Oracle, Divination with a Queer Twist, featuring your hosts, Heisey Luckmers and Charlie Harrington. The Amethyst Oracle. Delves into life, death, and everything betwixt, between, and, and beyond. Between, and beyond. Between, and beyond. With a clear twist. The Amethyst Oracle. Divination with a queer twist. And now, here are your hosts, Charlie Harrington and Heisey Wattenbewer. Welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. My name is Hi C, and you have once again tuned in to the Amethyst Oracle Divination with a Queer Twist. And you can find us here every second Tuesday of each month at 8 p.m. Pacific. And you can find any of our past shows available on Blog Talk Radio, or you can find them on iTunes. Just do a quick search for the Amethyst Oracle and they will pop right up. And that will let you listen, download, or subscribe, as well as listen to other shows um, that uh, air here <clears throat> under what used to be the Firefly Willows Live channel and is in the process of transitioning over to the Soul Vox channel, giving voice to the soul. So thank you for being here. Uh, I will also let you know that if you are interested in getting a reading uh, during the show, you can do so by getting into the queue, either connect in from the show page, or you can call 646-716-5510, and that will let you get right into the queue. So I'm going to go ahead and say hello to my co-host, Charlie Harrington. Hello, hello. Hungay frat boy. Well, if you have swiped... I don't know that you've swiped the right direction. It's it's the year of the monkey, right? So Hungay Frat Boy. <laughs> Isn't it Hungay Frat Boy? It is. Okay. Cisco, that's exactly how that's... they celebrate. <laughs> Elsewhere they might say Gung Hey Fat Choy. But Well, they they're working on the pronunciation, you know. Yes, but I think for the purposes of the year of the monkey, Hungay Frat Boy. Anyway, well, hello, Heisey. A blessed year of the monkey to you. Why, thank you. I'm anticipating a lot of spanking going on. Oh, it could be a thing. <laughs> it's self-love month, I'm told. You okay, know those um, frat so, boys. I'm sure, so those versed in Chinese astrology can probably glean great significance from both this being the year of the monkey and... Um, but why? Also why? Be- uh, what the element about the year of the mon- monkey? But it just for me, it just means most of my friends uh, who are year of the monkey are now thirty six. So, <laughs> like, oh, you're a monkey, you're thirty six. <laughs> so. well, I, I say, why why glean significance when you can find silliness? That's right. There we are. There's the or both, I suppose. But anyway, <laughs> but uh, I think so that actually is a bit of a theme for us tonight. That could be a thing. 
Uh, there are many themes that may reveal themselves, but um, one of them, astrology, a theme. So yes, while it is the year of the monkey just starting off in Eastern astrology, in Western astrology, um, it's not that it's anything particularly going on in Western astrology, other than <laughs> we're soon about to start a new cycle, if you start in with Aries. But uh, the show, we're going to focus on readings for the various, Western signs of the zodiac, and the topic is love. Love, wow, wow, wow. Mm-hmm. Um, well, one thing I will say, since you brought up the astrology, mm-hmm. <laughs> is actually February is a really good month for love and romance and really moving relationships to the next level because Venus is really quite active for the next couple of weeks. So it's perfectly appropriate that we would be focusing on this, not only because it's Valentine's Day coming up, but also because it's the perfect month with Venus in its action. Especially when Venus and Mars are going to hook up here and shortly. Ooh, then it's all about, yeah, see? Classically, that's true. <laughs> Love and sex. <laughs> um, so we thought, Let's bring all of that energy down from the stars and give it to the people right here for them to use. Don't you think? Circle gets the square. (laughs) So what we're going to be doing this evening is we're going to take a look at each of the zodiac signs. We're going to pull a card to see what's going on regarding love, romance, sex, etc. for each of those signs based on the card that comes up. And we're going to look at it in a couple of ways. We'll give you a little more of a traditional interpretation. And then we're going to go to what I like to call the seminal classic. You see what I did there? Mm, I Uh, do. The the sexual key to the tarot. This is a book. I I mean, this is a book, let me just say. (laughs) (laughs) It never ceases to amuse me. Uh, It came out in 1971. It's by Theodore Lawrence, and as the subtitle on the the cover says, let the secrets of the tarot reveal your sexual future. I know. So we're going to give you both the more traditional interpretation, and then we're going to see what the sexual key to the tarot has to say and how it can divine your sexual future for you based on that card. Yes. Now, do you know any of the backstory for this book? I do not. So Mary Greer was talking. We, we did. We pulled this one out at Bats, <laughs> and Mary Greer was friends with the author of this book, and um, they were both, you know, writing about tarot at the time. And well, no, she she started later, but um, they ran in the same circles, sort of uh, tarot circles. And he was a very serious tarot student. So he kind of put together this book that he wanted to write that was like sort of a very serious approach to reading tarot. And uh, the publishers are like, mm, we want something sensational and crass. <laughs> so this beauty was born. But to be honest, if he'd written a very sort of sensible uh, book on tarot, you know, I don't know, we'd be reading it today <laughs> on our show. But this one is, is a very memorable tome. It, it certainly is memorable. And it gets mm-hmm. right to the point. I mean, there is no... You know, ambiguity. No pussy putting around. About the interpretations of the cards in this book, let me just say. Yes. (laughs) To get to to begin, um, we begin at the beginning with Aries. 
um, and who would always. So now in area, so a couple caveats. One, I pulled these cards about two hours ago, so I had some space of mind to think. And then I consciously decided I would only be reading upright meanings for the cards. You're welcome, Zodiac. And uh, just for a bit of simplicity in what is likely going to be very complicated. Uh, and certain themes will emerge. And one other thing about reading for the uh, the signs and giving advice, most of the advice tends to be like, Aries, be less Aries. Libra, be very Libra. You know, like we're reading kind of with some of the, the, the kind of classic ideas about these signs in mind. So Aries, they tend to be bold. They tend to be decisive. And for them, I pulled the Hermit card. And I thought that was interesting. Um, Aries, they are fiercely loyal, but they also like to get a lot of things done. And for the Hermit card to appear, it suggested to me that Aries should allow themselves some freedom to get what they're looking for in love a bit more, to look a little bit farther, to be a bit more certain. Now, this is within, all of these interpretations are going to be within and outside of relationships. So this is your single Aries and uh, a committed Aries. So uh, single Aries might just spend a little longer this year finding their right match that hermit really looks for truth and they put themselves out there and they expose themselves to the elements a bit uh to get what what they need um the her- but committed um aries i'd say that not that aries is ever good at settling but i would encourage aries at this time to sort of weather the storm a bit in the relationship to arrive at what is what you know to be true. It's not something I would always tell in Aries, but I'm telling it to you today because I got the hermit card for you, Aries. So um, there's sort of some tenacity that the Aries... Aries, I, I do see as tenacious um, being a fire sign, and I think that the hermit is a good fit for them in 2016. But I see... What did the... The delicate pages of the sexual key <laughs> have to say for our uh, Aries this year. Well, the Hermit card suggests that this is a year where you want to really, and this is, a, I think, this is a good challenge for an Aries, that you really want to cultivate understanding and knowing the needs and desires of your partners. Mm-hmm. It's not just about what you want and you getting off. It mm. actually is about you bringing experience from having had many encounters yourself to the people that you are with, what you see, mm. and then to take them on a sexual journey, not mm. a wham-bam, thank you, ma'am, it's over in three minutes, but instead to say, let us not worry about getting to orgasm immediately. But let mm. us take our time getting there and let me show ah. you the ways of pleasure. So it's uh, the long search of the hermit for the, that special place. It is. Mm. Because it says sexual enjoyment of the highest degree. Ooh. So there's a sense of, you know, attaining a certain level of what you have to offer, which is going to make you very appealing, as mm. will, says this book, that you don't kiss and tell. 
Mm. The hermit is known for his ability to keep a secret. And so you will be even more attractive to people the more they can trust you to not divulge what has transpired between you, be it licit or illicit. I'm really not sure what the opposite of illicit is. Are you? I don't know. So, you know, there, there is a need for prudence in illicit affairs, uh, it says. Uh, okay. You know, All right. loose lips, loose lips sink ships, and can also ruin relationships. Ah, so, okay. So, certainly enjoy. You will probably find that the more you focus on the partner, the more enjoyment you will get yourself, and therefore you will be in high demand. Mm-hmm. Well, that seems nice for 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 Aries, and I think this is one where the sign can tap into its natural strengths. So moving on to my favorite sign, and probably all of yours, the Taurus, because I happen to be a Taurus. Uh, now, the Taurus, they're, they're earthy, they're stubborn. Um, they like physical pleasures, though. They like good food. They like good drink. They like nudity. They like, they like simple pleasures. And um, an interesting card came up for the, the Taurus that begins the major theme of the year, and that is the Queen of Pentacles is what I, I, I got for Taurus. Now, Taurus, famously good at taking care of self, of satisfying self, of, of enjoying the pleasures. But the Queen of Pentacles loves to take care of others. The Queen of Pentacles makes the good home for others to enjoy. The Queen of Pentacles cultivates the garden, and the sensual delights. So, Taurus, dear Taurus, it continue to give give self good things, to, and to revel in good things and, and sensuality. But also, make sure to turn that, that, that it's kind of like the hermit, but uh, tap, you know, use your skills of, of, of sensual pleasuring on the other Start with their pleasure. Like find pleasure in their pleasure is what I would say to Taurus. Use again. I do feel like this matchup of card and sign really links into the sign's native strengths, but um, it's just the focus can be on creating uh, an atmosphere of pleasure, creating a an environment of pleasure with the the sort of talents of the queen of pentacles but what does our sacred book (laughs) (laughs) Uh, well i think that the one thing that you touched on that also is said here is exciting sexual escapades and titillation and i Mm. think that tauruses sometimes can get a little routine oh yeah you know, can get a little stuck in doing things in the same way. And mm-hmm. so this is encouraging during this year for the Taurus to branch out to to challenge themselves a bit to do things that are a little bit outside of their comfort zone, a little bit more than what they might normally think to do. Uh, there's also um, a, a lot of emphasis here on sexual uh, sexual freedom and sex mm-hmm. for sex's sake. 
So it's giving yourself over to the physical enjoyment and pleasure of things this year with other people that you come across. <laughs> no pun intended. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, <laughs> um, and to really just enjoy it even though it doesn't necessarily lead to anything. You know, I think Tauruses might get a little stuck in there has to be some sort of longer term of value or meaning or something like that. Mm. And this is encouraging you to, if it feels good in the moment, do it. And it's okay if it's only going to last for that brief period of time. Mm. Interesting. Well, so from our solid Taurus, we move to more the more uh, mercurial uh, Gemini. Not that Mercury has anything to do with Gemini, but uh, it's Gemini. Uh, now, I think of Gemini's as Gemini as being very adaptable, very flexible. I found, and um, they're good at getting the grasp of a situation and um, changing their nature to sort of uh, at will. Sometimes they 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 can seem very swingy, and that kind of plays into the card they got. They got the Eight of Pentacles. And the Eight of Pentacles seems to me to be uh, contrary to the nature of Gemini. So Eight of Pentacles is very steady. And it's a bit more, we're talking about Taurus being, it's finding a nice rhythm, if not a rut, maybe, but finding the right rhythm and staying grounded in in love in in romance uh continuing to learn and to be detail oriented in the relationship or in the search for a relationship being uh focused on improving your game <laughs> gemini uh and just in, working on some constancy. Uh, that eight of pentacles to me is learning by doing and repeating. And so um, for the, the ones out there seeking dates, I, I would try, so for the single uh, Gemini, because it's the eight of pentacles, I would say, it's not that they need to stick with the same person. It would be going on lots of dates, but going on lots of dates with the idea of uh, improving your technique, your game, your your method, finding out what you want, but over time and slowly. And also, um, I, th- I think Gemini are good at sort of reading the partner, the other person, and sort of adapting. And I, with the Eight of Pentacles, I would hold off on that. I would um, just fo- just hear them and experience them rather than trying to sort of shift yourself. Uh, does that make uh, a lick of sense? <laughs> it does. It licked a, lick. a lot of sense. Okay. <laughs> so the first word I'm going to give, well, the first thing I'm going to say just on what you were saying there too, mm-hmm. Geminis can tend to get distracted easily. Yeah. So if you are engaging, if you're on a date if you mm-hmm. are engaging in other kinds of intimacy, mm-hmm. put all of the distracting devices away. Don't yeah. try to 
have sex in front of the game that's on television. Mm-hmm. Don't have your phone sitting next to the bed. You know, make sure that when you have when you're engaging in such things that you create a space that is distraction free so that you can stay focused and present on and with your partner or partners and what is going on. So one key word that I'm going to give you for this year is foreplay. And you want to really engage in taking the time for some foreplay to really set the stage and get things going and not be in a hurry. We hear this theme coming up a lot, don't we, about not being in a rush, really. Um, It's actually a big theme for the year. Yeah. Uh, And you want to think of sex as an art form. So we want you to elevate your game to Mm. an artful way of interacting with the people that you are encountering. And again, whether it means dating in a relationship already, having sex with, whatever. But really approach it as wanting to um, improve your craft Mm. and elevate to an art form the way that you engage in uh, sexual pleasure, whether with yourself or with others. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So, yeah, I, I, I can definitely see foreplay. You know, the, the Eight of Pentacles is about doing a lot of the little things right. <laughs> so I can I can see the different stages of that in the Eight of Pentacles. And it's kind of it kind of says, stop worrying about getting them off and focus on how do I get them to a point where they can no longer hold back and cannot wait to get off. Mm. Mm. Well, now, next we move to crabs. Um, the uh, My cancer. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I that's, mean, that's cancer. not the best of years, is it? There we go. Now. So those crustaceans, now typically for me, and now this might reflect some of my dating habits with my early 20s where I had a lot of cancers in them. (sighs) Rob. Anyway, um, the cancer is kind of moody. They can be kind of secretive. (laughs) They can, they, often people talk about the cancer as the homebody, but I find them to be a bit of the sort of like paranoid homebody (laughs) as opposed to the Taurus. It's just super comfortable. Um, So cancers. Um, what can I say? Oh, seven of pentacles was what I drew for them. So yes, uh, you might have noticed. No, I I did shuffle these cards. I see, but we've had three pentacles in a row, and so I'll talk about the overarching themes of the year afterward. But just just know that this is building. Um, now seven of pentacles. I think it does play into the, the Cancerian um steadfastness. Uh, I mean, I know they can be kind of walk sideways around around issues, but the Seven of Pentacles to me is sort of stick with it, be patient, be be patient. It's going to like you you're doing the right thing. It's going to not that it all works itself out, but it's just all going to work. Um, Cancer and the Seven of Pentacles or the Seven of Coins. I just sort of see that Seven of Pentacles is like letting nature take its course, <laughs> like. Being sometimes cancers like to fix things for everyone. They like to fix other people. I feel like that, like they want to take care of others, but that can manifest 
as helping other people improve themselves, whether they want to or not. Um, and I do see some perfectionism with cancers. And I think that the Seven of Pentacles, this is another one that kind of goes contrary to the nature of the sign. For me, the way I was re- reading it, um, the mo- and we talked about, I, I mentioned cancers can be kind of moody. The moon is their ruling uh, planet. And I know it's not a planet, but deal with it. Uh, it's the ruling astral body. And it's good to not get too swingy or too emo, you know, uh, with, with that seven of pentacles. Sort of like stay grounded. So say staying grounded in, how does that work? In in dating, it's just not getting, not not letting your your your, your, your mental experience of the relationship run away with itself and in, in a relationship it's just focus on what is in the relationship and what is real and not the many myriad things people probably have going on beneath the surface of their skin so like crabs anyway I see any any thoughts on cancer well and, and some of the things that are said here about this card too but I think to to the point that you were also making there um, this is a year where cancer is asked to not get so easily and quickly emotionally attached, but mm-hmm. to divorce the emotions from the act or to divorce the emotions from simply the the, the more pragmatic side of things. So mm-hmm. one way that I would sum up what the sexual key to the tarot says about the Seven of Pentacles is sex as social currency. Mm. And so there is much here that talks about um, uh, using sex, or as it says here, providing orgasms in return for social success. (laughs) (laughs) Um, One way to climb the ladder. (laughs) Yes. Um, And, you know, it says it's about bartering, but it it Mm. really... I mean, if we're going to go just from what this is saying, it really is about tit for tat, <laughs> mm-hmm. that you are you are engaging in sex or relationship with people because there is something to gain from it rather than because you are madly in love. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether that means if I sleep with my boss, I get a promotion, or whether that means the person that I'm in relationship with provides home, but I'm not madly in love with this person. So I can't keep giving up things for looking to, to, to find that happily ever after, you know, love of my life kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you move to a new neighborhood. Yeah. There but there's, there's much in this book that the seven of pentacles is about basically prostitution or the exchange of something for sex so depending on whichever side you find yourself on this may be encouraging you to see relationships and intimate encounters as something of value that you have to trade rather than that kind of fairy tale I'm holding out for you know the perfect person, um, which ultimately means you may also just be denying yourself some enjoyment along the way. Well, I, 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 poor cancers. 
<laughs> <laughs> well, it's just going to challenge their nature. Yes. You so know, another one. They, mm-hmm. Well, so I think that maybe we'll take a quick little break. Mm-hmm. We're going to do four signs at a time, and then we'll mm-hmm. give that a little bit of processing period. Mm-hmm. You, know, you just think about that, Cancer. Think you take that in. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and say, how am I going to challenge my nature? Um, which we also see with Aries and with Gemini, all of them kind of being challenged by something that is not necessarily their most natural way of being or wanting or acting. Um, I think Taurus got off pretty well here because there wasn't a lot that's overly different for them. Um, mm-hmm. But certainly the other three, I think, are going to have some challenges just to accept different well, Aries kinds. is comfy with that hermit-ness. Well, but Aries likes to be out in the world and go, go, go mm-hmm. and grab, grab, mm-hmm. grab. Rush, 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 and the hermit's all about withdrawal and you know enjoy mm-hmm. being with yourself. You don't have to be around other people all the time. Oh dear! You know, mm-hmm. Slow down, says the hermit. Slow down, and the Aries never wants to be told to slow down. Ah, uh, fair enough. Uh, fair enough. The hermit says, "See things through to the end." And Aries are great at getting things started and then ending them prematurely, shall we say? Uh, we shall. Well, I'll see you in a couple, and we'll find out what happens to Leo. Okay. How do we end up like this Under a burning sky Something good better unsaid It's easier to die I'm pulling by my Listening to the Amethyst Oracle Divination with a Queer Twist with hosts Hi C and Charlie Harrington. Find out more at Facebook.com slash the Amethyst Oracle.
and welcome back. My name is Hi C, and you're listening to the Amethyst Oracle, and I am here with my co-host, Charlie Harrington, and we are taking a little walk through the different signs of the Zodiac to look and see what is in store for each of the signs in 2016 regarding love, romance, and in particular, sex. So, Leo, Leo the Lion. Now, Leos, they're often brash, bossy, vocal, high-minded, and they got the five of cups. So someone had to draw the short straw, Leo, and this time around it is you. And so I looked at that one, and I thought, Leo, make peace with failure in 2016. Leos, um, I think Leos hold themselves to a very high standard. It's a nice way I can put it. And I think that Leos just know that they can accomplish great things and know that they can expect other people around them to accomplish great things. Sometimes Leos are sometimes thought of as bossy, but you know, maybe they're just good leaders. That that word is kind of charged these days, bossy. But Five of Cups suggests a couple of things. One, um, not to overlook pain from the past, uh, not to just try and push that feeling down or aside. The Five of Cups, when it's in the position of sort of advice of what to do, I do see it as, you know, acknowledge the pain, acknowledge the sadness, acknowledge what happened. Everyone's got something in their past. So um, I think, and I do think that Leo pre- can put pressure on, Leo can put pressure on themselves to sort of, move beyond that, rise above that, not allow themselves to feel the feelings. So with Five of Cups, it's time to feel the feelings and um, acknowledge you're mortal. You're not perfect. You're not perfect. No one should expect you to be perfect and nor should you expect other people to be perfect because, and, and, and once we can acknowledge people do have their failings, they do have their flaws, we can be in a real relationship with them and not set ourselves up for even further disappointment. But so the five of cups, that's probably a disappointing thing to hear, Leo. It is, I think, one of the cards that's very contrary to the nature of the sign. But for some reason, 2016, there you go. That's what's happening, Leo. I'm so sorry. Well, I I don't, I, I can see why you would say it's contrary to the sign, but I think mm-hmm. where we would see it as kind of appropriate for the sign is mm-hmm. Leos need lots of encouragement and praise, and they have mm-hmm. to constantly be reminded of how great they are and how loved they are and how amazing they are, etc. And uh-huh. the Five of Cups can be that challenge in the sense of they may be getting lost in a little bit of a, um, a kind of a self-pity party. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because why aren't people noticing me? How come I didn't get hit on when I went out to the club last night? You know, oh, so what's wrong with me? You know, and it's like nothing is wrong with you. Just because you didn't get hit on that one night doesn't mean anything is wrong with you. Just get over it, Leo. Gosh, gee. Good week. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so I will speak to that first regarding mm-hmm. what this our tarot key has to say. Um, Isn't that funny? Tarot key. You see what that is? Mm -hmm. Um, uh, And 
that some of the things that they mention in here, uh, especially one of the big themes that comes up, is um, sexual loss and the loss of uh, sexual partners. People may no longer be available. Um, we may find that people that have been, as they call them here, sexual playmates, going away. And, you know, Leo will take that very personally, but sometimes you're not being rejected just because the person took a job and is moving across the country and can no longer hook up with you. It's just the nature of things happening. But part of what this card is asking is, come to a place of acceptance for these things because the five of cups also has an aspect of hopefulness in it. And it says there are going to be other things. Once we turn our attention away from what we feel we've lost and what hasn't gone right and, Oh, woe is me. How horrible things have been. And if you then start to put your head up and look around, you will see, wait a minute, just because my, previous sexual playmates might have moved across the country doesn't mean that I'm now living in a barren, desolate, one-person place. There are plenty of other people here. Let's go out and play in the pond a bit and see what else there might be. And that's something that is encouraged here. Um, because the, the one thing to keep in mind is who you may find uh, who may come into your life to fill some of the spaces that may be opening up from people going away may not correspond to expectations and instead of thinking well then i'm probably going to have to settle or i'm not going to be happy or satisfied with them it's opening yourself up to say i'm going to try some new things i'm going to not put expectations on what something should be or how it should be experienced or what a person should be like i'm just going to take advantage of it being here and i'm going to see what it's like and then see where it takes me rather than it needing to live up to expectations. And I think Leos can get a little bit lost in having lots of goals and expectations and everything is very big for them. So what you may perceive as disappointment or may feel as if it is not quite living up to your standards or is not quite giving you the kind of validation and acknowledgement and praise that you are used to or feel that you are due, if we can release some of that, then we can find that there may be some very interesting possibilities and encounters to have during this year when we stop holding everybody up to such a high standard that no one meets it and therefore we never end up with anyone. Mm -hmm. Well, good luck, Leos. <laughs> Next we move to Virgos. Virgos are just very, I don't know that much about Virgos, but I, I do know they're very pleasant and they're very um, good at fixing things and they're good at problem solving and they, uh, they, they work well with others. They play so well with others. Uh, I find um, they're, they're, they not, they, they tend not to be too big and brassy, but um they like to get their way, but they're they very nice to be deal with. Um, oh, uh, you might have more thoughts on what on the, the nature of Virgo, but Virgos are in luck this year. They got the Knight of Pentacles. The um, well done, Virgo, because the Knight of Pentacles light is a tryhard. They just love to try so hard, and um, they like to do everything right, and they like to take things one step at a time in a very grounded. I keep using that word; it's the theme for the year grounded real way and so for the virgo 
in love or looking for love. It's just putting yourself out there a little bit at a time and you will be successful. I think um, some people, you know, they just would like to know when, if there's, if there's a plan, if there's a, if there's a plan of action, if they do it, it will turn out the way it ought to, right? Like it should. <laughs> and for Virgo, I, I find that happens in, in, with the Knight of Pentacles. The Knight of Pentacles is the like, go to college, get an internship, put out your resume, be on LinkedIn, get the job, get promoted, kind of way through life. And in, in love, that would be like the, you don't have to worry about like finding love in some sort of bizarre encounter or, or strange, just going out there, going on dates, you know, so narrowing your focus, increasing that. But in a relationship, that Nine of Pentacles is, what are you supposed to be doing right now? You know the game plan, Knight of Pentacles. What you know, you know what you should be doing right now. Do that. Like, you know, are you spending enough time with the person? No, spend more time with the person. You know, like that. The Knight of Pentacles to me is just very sensible and very common sense oriented. Which I'm not. It's not for me to say that the Knight of Pentacles is the most right of the knights. It's just that the one who operates the best with common sense. You know, uh, other people just sort of do things their own way in a kind of creative, strange way. And um, it works for them. But the Knight of Pentacles for Virgo, on your on your dating profile, it should look like everyone else's dating profile. Say the same things. Walk long walks on beaches. Love to laugh. Good sense of humor. Take a good headshot. You'll be fine. So, but what, what, what does, uh, what happens to the Knight of Pentacles under the sheets? <laughs> Well, you know, Virgos are also a, a bit of a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing is ever quite good enough or quite right enough, but that Perfect. actually plays in their favor here. So mm-hmm. first, the Knight of Pentacles is the quintessential Virgo card because it is the mm-hmm. card traditionally that is associated with Virgo. So it's kind of like this is your year that plays right into your very nature and the way that you operate is likely to pay off very handsomely for you. Um and one of the things that would be really, really good for Virgos to focus on this year is what they have been able to really perfect and know how to do really well and how they can then offer that to others and teach or mentor others along as to how to improve and up their skills in game as well. So... Mm. If you find, Virgos, that you are with someone who maybe has a little less experience than you do in something, this is a year that you are encouraged to see that as an opportunity to teach rather than a challenge that will get exasperating and frustrating. Um, You know, be, be willing to take that on. Similarly, it might also mean this is a great year for you to take some hands on workshops and classes for things. Now, mind all of you listeners, this is now going to become very adult for a moment, but let's let's say that you would like to increase your skill or technique around something, then maybe you find a blowjob workshop that is taking place someplace near or far from you if you're worried about anyone seeing you go there. Um, but the, the idea is don't just watch a video, don't just read about it, but go someplace where you're going to be able to get some hands-on 
teaching and training. And and I don't mean that it has to be a sex party kind of workshop, just that, you know, get get the experience of putting the condom on a banana rather mm-hmm. than simply reading on the internet how you're supposed to put on a condom. So, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's Go your opportunity, yeah. <laughs> whether it's your opportunity to um entice people with the skills that you have crafted and perfected for yourself that you can now show them and then help them to learn or whether it's you finding opportunities to go and enhance your own skills or learn something new through hands-on experience Um, that is a, a key theme for this year for you all right well done Virgo and now I actually find Virgos and Libras to be very similar in some ways. Um, Libras, to me, are all about making the right choice. And they can be a little indecisive. (laughs) They're never quite sure how they feel. Uh, But that's good. Um, Conflicted people are great at champions of the underdog. They're good good little social activists. But in, in love... Libra, sometimes I don't ever know if they can ever feel settled um, with a choice that they've made in love. Um, and kind of when we were talking earlier about maybe what um, Leo needs to work on, I think Libra's already good at that. And sometimes they can just, in romance, check in a little too often, right? So, and... Uh, try a little too hard to make sure that everything is, is, there's equilibrium. And especially in relationships, in in any relationship, equilibrium will always be kind of uh, a constant um, journey. I won't say struggle, but journey. Uh, Because you have a number of people, often two, and being in a place of balance can be hard. Uh, But, Libras, it's your year. You've got the justice card. Now, uh, if you're using the sort of traditional Golden Dawn model, uh, ju- the Justice card is ruled by the sign of Libra. So I thought, okay, I wondered if that would happen when I and I did the spread, and it did happen only in one sign, and that was the Libras. So the Justice card is absolutely fine balance, and in relationships, uh, strive to, to even those scales. So um, this is the time to ask your partner for more when you're not getting enough. This is the time to make sure that you're going to the places that you like as well. Or like making sure that you're not in keeping things on an even keel. Make sure that you don't lose your sense of self or your your place or your stake in in the relationship or in finding one. So justice is, I mean, also kind of like that Knight of Pentacles, I see the relationship there being what you put out with justice, you will get back. It's, 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 it's often a card of action. Um, now, one thing that did spring to mind tradition, if you use like traditional fortune telling, uh, meaning to the cards, and I often do, if that's what I'm doing, um, uh, justice often represented divorce in a love reading. So uh, I'm not saying that one twelfth of the population should get divorced in 2016, but if this is the year for making sure that there is balance in the relationship that you're in, that both parties are happy, 
that both parties' needs are being met physically, emotionally, financially. Uh, sometimes divorce is the great uh, decider. And, you know, if alimony's a thing, I always tell my dad every year, Dad, if you get a divorce, you could keep half your money. So, Libra, um, the the, uh, the justice card. I think it's it is the iconic card for them. So be as Libra as you want to be. Uh, I, I do. I, I think it's rather amusing that both mm-hmm. Virgo and Libra basically got the cards that would represent those mm-hmm. signs in the deck. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, according to our seminal classic here that we are referring to, mm-hmm. um, one of the things, and it's going to really just uh, tie right into what you've been talking about. Oh, um, one one of the big things that it brings up is you only give yourself to those who are deserving and to those who have put in the effort to earn what it is that you have to offer or what they want from you. So you don't just, you know, go out with someone just because they give you dinner doesn't mean you sleep with them. They've mm-hmm. got to really work and they've got to really court you and woo you and put that effort in. Um, there's also an aspect of this that says you can have multiple suitors. Uh, some may even see it as promiscuity, but it's not because you are simply giving and taking from each of them what it is that they have to offer and what each of them is deserving of from you. And here we would probably see the idea of, say, polyamory um, or even maybe open relationships, polyamory to some really, um, because it says, you know that you can't just get everything from one person and you recognize what each person has to offer you. And so therefore you engage with them and you get from them what it is that they each have to benefit you as well as what you have to then give back to them. And it's given in proportion. So if you know one person gives you a little bit of something and it's nice to get that every once in a while, that doesn't mean that you are at their beck and call. That means they then get the pleasure of you every once in a while and rather than all of the time. So use discrimination and remember whatever and whoever is deserving of and however much effort they have put in is what they are going to get back in proportion from you as a result. Um, there's, there's, you aren't going to settle for a, a forced or stolen kiss, but mm. instead if somebody has been, you know, really wooing you and courting you over a period of time, then we, that's almost like the foreplay for justice here. And mm-hmm. then the payoff will come <laughs> once mm-hmm. again. Once there we again. go. Um, <laughs> always, but, always intended. That's right. Um, You know, the payoff will come, but it's because there has been effort and time put in on the part of the other to be deserving of what it is that they might be asking or wanting from you. Mm. And similarly, recognize, Libras, you need to be willing to put in the time and the effort to woo someone and to court someone. Don't ask for what you don't deserve. Don't expect something, you know, don't expect sex at the end of the first date just because you paid for dinner. Uh, so so it goes both ways, mm-hmm. which could also be an interesting theme for Libra this year, <laughs> couldn't it? <laughs> so now to that treacherous scorpion. 
any um if you look at any book on astrological signs for love um when get to the Scorpio you know it seems like uh you can tell if the the author maybe had some bad experiences with Scorpios in the past because they've uh it can sometimes come off as a sociopath in in their description but Scorpios are cool and calculating. They uh, they know how to get what they want, um, and they're good at changing, being a bit of a chameleon if they need to, and being a bit the the super spy, which I find fascinating. Now Scorpio's got the King of Pentacles. So yeah, we've had the Queen, we've had the Knight, and now the King of Pentacles. So I think I, I at first I didn't think this was um. A natural fit for Scorpio, and I will say that it, the challenge for Scorpio, the King of Pentacles, might be um, you need to be a bit more constant about how you're portraying yourself, and a bit more, um, a bit less of a shapeshifter. But the King of Pentacles is in charge. Scorpio loves to be in charge, but the King of Pentacles knows um, how to be a benevolent dictator. So. Scorpio, um, this is your year to be the Dom, as if there was any question. But no, uh, Scorpio, uh, with the King of Pentacles, you have to be, yes, you can be in control, yes, you can be in charge, unless you're dating a Libra, but yes, you get to be in control, but you have to be generous with the other. The King of Pentacles knows how to find success in love, knows how to manage the situation. King of Pentacles is good at the long game, Scorpio. So this is a year, I would say, with the King of Pentacles, uh, for uh, some commitment to and investment in a particular personage for you, Scorpio. But uh, but being generous with that person, giving of, giving of your time, giving of your love, giving gifts, literally gifts the literal sense of the word and, and uh maintaining your investment <laughs> that's a weird, weird way of thinking about love but if, if if a romance is an investment that you're in you know you're, you're putting your resources into then be a good steward of that investment and take it very seriously scorpio but i do see scorpio sort of natural sort of ability to conduct the situation uh, seems to line up with that King of Pentacles. Well, yes, and I would echo that too because you know a lot of times you'll hear that Scorpio is <laughs> Scorpio is all about sex and death. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Well, that they can be a bit dark. Uh, they can sometimes be a bit kinky, but they kind of go to these kind of dark places. And mm-hmm. King of Pentacles traditionally is associated with Capricorn, and Capricorn is actually considered the most the kinkiest of the signs. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so it's an interesting fit here. But Scorpio tends to push things too far. They always want to go over the edge, <laughs> and yeah. King of Pentacles just reins that in slightly. Mm-hmm. So it says, you know, take it up to the edge during this year, but don't push over the edge. Um, know the limit uh, this year, and that will end up being very successful, beneficial, and rewarding for you. Uh, another thing that the tarot key here says that really echoes what you were saying, and I'm just going to quote it, monetary gifts bring genital gifts in return. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so there are your gifts. 
that you were talking about, uh, the the willingness to give a little to get a little and understand the nature of that and and the the transactional aspect of things in that way. Um, be a little experimental this year, uh, and you will also find that a a little affection goes a long way. Scorpios probably aren't necessarily known for their affectionate nature. Mm-hmm. And King of Pentacles here comes in and says that affection is going to uh, get you a bit further and a bit more than what you might normally get if you just act according to your more normal, quote-unquote, scorpionic nature. Uh, mm-hmm. And it, 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 it encourages sexual bravery, which is that willingness to experiment but know the limits. <laughs> um, and that there will be an aptitude for overcoming, uh, uh, for, uh, aptitude for surmounting obstacles to orgasm. So don't give up just because there is a challenge or obstacle or something doesn't go right the first time this year, Scorpios. Um, stick with it. You will find ways to get through it, to get around it, to get over it, so that whatever might have been the challenge or obstacle will begin to dissolve and move out of the way. Um, So don't give up at first uh, challenge. Yes. Succeed, Scorpio. (laughs) Sagittarius. Sagittarius is our fiery. Well, now, let's let's take a quick break. Oh, Sagittarius, you're going to have to wait, you fiery little... (laughs) <laughs> we have to give people a chance to take some notes to, you know, make okay. sure that they're putting on their calendar what and when they need to do so they know who to do when and how to do it. All right. All right. Smoke them <laughs> if you got them, Sagittarius. That's right. So we'll return with Sagittarius, Capricorn, Aquarius, and Pisces. Body but me, body but us, bodies together I love to hold you close, tonight and always I love to wake up next to you I love to hold you close, tonight and always I love to wake up next to you Listening to the Amethyst Oracle Divination with a Queer Twist with hosts High C and Charlie Harrington. Find out more at Facebook.com slash the Amethyst Oracle. Then we're free if it's in life. I'm seeing the pain, seeing the pleasure. Nobody but you, body but me, body but us, body together. I love to hold you close tonight and always. 
Historical. My name is Hi C, and I am joined by my esteemed colleague and co-host Charlie Harrington for our experimental journey, even though we do it every year, through yes. love, sex, and the tarot. Yeah. And we have so, we have covered the first eight signs, and now we move on to the last four, beginning with Sagittarius. I like to think of it as we've uncovered the signs, personally. But yeah. anyway. We have now, pulled Sagittarius, back the covers, yeah. thrown them on the floor. Yes. So now Sagittarius would care for that, actually. He would, they, would, they would like it. Um, they, they are fiery. They're cardinal fire. They like to do a lot of different things. They like to be all over the place. They like to channel their energy into... Creation, creating things, doing uh, things. It can be a little intense, <laughs> to be honest with you. So, uh, Sagittarius got the lovers. And this is one of those ones where it's, it's not necessarily in the nature of the card. But to me, the lovers card here is that you, in partnership, in combining our talents with the other, in... in Going to that deeper place, you can create so much more. I think this would be a year for Sagittarius where I would say focus on one, on on just the one. And I know okay, polyamorous people in the audience, bear with me. <laughs> but uh, just in, in well, okay, I, I I leave that to to them for that for people who have higher geometries to figure out. But I will say that. The lover's card is a couple of things. It's it's sort of blending yourself with another. In the union, something greater and more profound can be created. So not trying to do it all yourself, Sagittarius. And also not feeling like time. I think Sagittarius is worried that they're wasting their time often. And I think that they... Time spent with the lover is uh, going to be useful. Now, also, Sagittarius do love a good mystery, and one of the meanings for the lovers can be pursuing the unknown, uh, making the new choice, uh, some, especially some of the older versions of the lovers. Uh, so kind of there's the known and the unknown and, and sort of taking the more secret path. So I... I'm not asking Sagittarius to decrease their their fiery levels of intensity. Um, 
I just think, and I think Sagittarius can be good at can be good at focus when they when when they're what they're channeling their energy into is worth it. So, uh, you know, it's interesting in, uh, the love spread. You know, love advice for all the signs. Sagittarius is the one that gets the lovers card. So, what do you make of that, High C? Well, there is something that will be echoed from what you just said that I will get to momentarily. <laughs> but yes. this this is one where we are thinking. This is kind of that way we often hear sex talked about, where it's this, you know, rapturous state and takes us out of our bodies. And so it's it's encouraging Sagittarius this year to really give themselves over just to unadulterated sexual expression, to uninhibited sexual adventures, and to just discover what lies beyond when you just let go of everything and give yourself over to the pleasure of the moment and the person or persons that you are with. Mm. Now, to what it is that you are speaking of. Uh, Well, one thing I will say, because you brought it up, is focusing on one person. And, Mm -hmm. you know, here our little tarot key says that sometimes the lover's card can indicate the other woman, the other man, let us say the other person, in in someone's life, um, and here it's referring to like if you're in a relationship with someone that it, there may be somebody else uh, there as well. Um, so we'll focus uh, on them then. And that's right. <laughs> uh, and and just like you said, with justice being traditionally um, associated with divorce, the lover's card is very often traditionally associated with marriage, um, mm-hmm. or whatever that word may mean to people. Uh, but then also in the idea of secrets. This card is one that is about diving into and discovering the mystical side of things. So I'm going to read a quote here, and it says that when the lover's card appears, so for Sagittarius this year, you have the opportunity, if you so choose to pursue to discover it, the secret law of providence, which says, God created sexual union, the ultimate results of which are justifiably mystical, symbolic, and presently beyond human understanding. And in nature, the closest thing to the ideal mystical trance is the point of orgasm. So I would actually see this as encouraging Sagittarius's out there to perhaps do a little bit of study in uh, Tantra and Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Um, and to to really dive a little deeper into what is this thing called sex all about, rather than it just being sex for the sake of sex. Mm. Absolutely. All right. Well, good. Well done, Sagittarius. Getting the lover's card for you. Um, now, Capricorn. Capricorns. I feel like the cardinal signs tend to, um, my understanding, they kind of get like the, the earthiest of earth, right? And so for me, Capricorns tend to be, I know you mentioned earlier they're kind of dark, uh, but practical, material, um, philosophical, purposeful types of people. And they got, interestingly enough, the Four of Cups. Now, there's a big divide in Four of Cups <laughs> interpreters over the years. So, um, I 
interpret this. When I saw this card, this Four of Cups, it was the Rider Waite Four of Cups, appear for Capricorn, um, it suggested to me kind of Capricorn going outside of its nature and going outside of the practical and seeking something higher, something they haven't found yet. The relationship, I think in a relationship, Capricorn uh, can just sort of just look at everything on its face value and decide things are fine. You know, we're doing all right. Things are good on, you know, we're on paper. This is compatible. This is equitable. But to me, that Four of Cups often suggests that there's something else out there that could make this even better. I think Capricorn, people who are grateful, people who practice gratitude, can sometimes practice settling. And um, and it's, it is good to begin with gratitude, to start there, to be thankful for what you have, Capricorn. But you could have more. This could be a bit better. They could treat you a little bit nicer. It could last a little bit longer, you know. Uh, and four, so for me, the fours in tarot are all about finding that stability and completing the circuit. And for the four of cups, it's sort of that the the, the missing piece will be found. So if you're feeling any discomfort, this is not the this 2016 single Capricorn is not the year for you to decide you're happy with the way things are. You're going to focus on your career, your, you know, your blog writing. You're going, you know, you're going to work, work on you. No, this is the year for it could be a bit better. You don't have to be satisfied with just what you have. That's, that's my take on it, at least. All right. And again, I think that we see much of that echoed here in the tarot key, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, because a, a lot of this focuses on the idea that this may be a year where you're feeling per, um, rather bored with, you know, your sex life, that there doesn't seem to be a lot that really entices or excites, you know, you anymore, especially when you're just focusing on the people, the things, the ways of doing things that might previously have been very enticing or exciting, but now it's just kind of routine. It's just kind of blah. And there's and the the danger of this is that it starts to become a projection onto these things, and we start to develop a sort of distaste or disgust for them. Um, rather than and so this would be like the person says, "Oh, I'm just never having sex again. I'm just bored with it all." And instead, the Four of Cups also indicates that there is an opportunity for new sexual happiness, for refreshing sexual experiences, for titillating sex mates, as it says here. Um, But they may come from unexpected sources. It may come in an unexpected way. Uh, It also means you might have to take the blinders off because you keep looking for it or you keep trying to to find it or do it or experience it in the same way, in the places, in the ways, in the people, in the techniques that you've always done. And you keep wondering, maybe if I just do it again, well, let's see. Well, no, I know I can do this. Let's just do this again. Maybe it'll be different this time. And if we take those blinders off, then we may find some rather refreshing and exciting and enticing things, maybe wiggling a finger or two at us to come their way. 
and we want to notice them and we want to heed that enticement rather than sticking with what we know and to not let our boredom with things um, start to become a negative projection onto those things that we actually begin to blame them or turn away from them or just shut down altogether versus simply seeing that if we spice things up, shake things up, give things a bit of a stir, then we actually can bring a bit of that revitalization and refreshment to them. All right. Good luck to you. Capricorn. Um I love I love the uh the amount of use the word titillation gets in this book I see. <laughs> like there's just it's it's uh it's it's one of those words I can't hear without just giggling like a little it's uh true. girl. Well and, I didn't notice it, it was used Yes, I did notice it was used too, so I I'm trying to use it as much as I possibly absolutely. can. Absolutely. <laughs> well it's just it's it's a bit of onomatopoeia <laughs> to it as well. So now Aquarius, Aquarius, you know, the dawning of the age of Aquarius, Aquarius, they're kind of artsy, they're clever, they're probably too clever for their own good. No, that's a little unfair. They're, they, 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 they are ultra mod. They like to do things differently. They march to the beat of their own drummer. Um, and Aquarius got the emperor. Now, I've talked about some opposing card for the signs and... I, I, when I was putting when I was putting my thoughts together for this, I didn't want to just tell the signs, you know, you know that thing you normally do, don't do it, because that's a little obvious, right? So I tried to look look outside, but okay, Aquarius, the emperor, like, I mean, the emperor is all about rules and command, and Aquarius, I was getting a little stumped because Aquarius just love they love being creative and different and and out there, but um. I, so for me, I think that, like, when I was looking at that, I got, I got in kind of a headspace. I love your thoughts on this, I see. But, like, it sounded like, when the emperor was there, it seemed like telling Aquarius to get out of its own way a little bit. To um, not be so disconnected from reality. To not be so disconnected from tradition. Uh, you know, like in an extreme case, an Aquarius can just, you know, what's it all mean? How do we define that? What do you mean by love? What do you mean by will, will I marry you? You know, and uh, I think this is a year for Aquarius to define its terms a bit more. I feel like, you know, Aquarius, they can be philosophical. But sometimes when someone is philosophical, they can be challenging in romance because they're they're always sort of they're never quite content with with what things mean. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, do you have any thoughts on Aquarians and in, in, in their little aquariums uh, having to take on a more of an emperor type of uh, role? Well, I'm going to shock and surprise you with my. No. With, with what I'm going to to pull from here as an illustration, I think. So, mm-hmm. in the most recent Republican debate for presidential mm-hmm. candidate, mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Christie mm-hmm. said something to Marco Rubio because uh-huh. Marco Rubio kept repeating this kind of catch phrase, little slogan, yeah, you know, multiple times throughout the evening, 
And at the end of it, of course, he would say something like, and we need to make America great again. Mm-hmm. And Chris Christie said, you know, you keep saying the same thing over and over again as if you're just reading off the script. And when you say at the end, we're going to make America great again, that all sounds well and good. There's the philosophy of the Aquarius. But mm-hmm. that does nothing for people who are in need of something. That mm-hmm. does nothing to help understand how we're going to actually get things done mm-hmm. to help people be great again in America. And I think that's what we see here with Aquarius and the Emperor is Aquarius would be really good at all of the platitudes, the philosophical treaties and all of those kind mm-hmm. of things. And the Emperor the forms says, okay, of dating, you know, the forms of love, getting kind of right. into the, the the drama of it. Yeah. Or Aquarius may be great at knowing there's 17 different options for online dating. And the emperor mm-hmm. says, OK, and which one or ones are you going to put profiles on? <laughs> I'm tired of hearing you talk about all the different ways that could be done versus what are we going to do about it? How are we going to make it real? And and that tone that I'm taking there is also kind of what comes up in the, the book here, because mm-hmm. the emperor says it's a year to be a bit more dominant. Um, Mm -hmm. to be a bit more of the one who says, I know what I want and I'm going to go after it. So you're not just going to go in and say, wow, look at all of the people here I could go out with. You're actually going to identify who you might like to go out with and actually go up and start talking to them or buy them a drink or invite them out. Uh, You know, so that emperor wants us to take a bit more ownership and responsibility, um, which also means in the bedroom being a little more in charge and saying, this is what we're going to do. The emperor also says that we tap into the things that we have um, gained mastery over. <laughs> and, I mean, you could take that literally where you play some dominant submission, master slave kind of role plays and things in the bedroom. But it also just means I'm going to focus on what it is that I'm a master of and that I do really well because that's how I'm going to really impress people, engage people, and how I'm really going to bring about pleasure for them to the point that they are going to want more and more from me um, rather than feel as if they got what they wanted or needed from me and now they're on to the next thing. I I, I don't know if I can ever forgive you for bringing the Republican debate into, <laughs> <laughs> into the Amethyst Oracle. But I, I see where you're going with that, yes. And yeah, sometimes it's nice to just sort of pick a thing. And we'll, and we'll talk about kind of overarching themes in a little bit. But before we do, how about some fish, High C? How oh, would you feel well, about... I've, I've avoided it all my life. I know, I'm a platinum myself. But um, <laughs> I just meant I was a vegetarian. I don't know what you oh, meant. <laughs> Pisces is... Um, it's kind of a funny card sign to talk about. Um, they're they're very detail oriented. Uh, my uh, a spiritual teacher of mine who's a Pisces says, if you ever can't find something, ask a Pisces. It's not that they're good at finding it; they just won't stop looking. But uh, they can they they like to acquire knowledge. They like more information. They like to go underneath the skin a bit, and uh, they're determined. And they can be a little. They can try and fly under the radar sometimes, I would say, with the Pisces. They just need to be a little quiet. And they got the Nine of Cups. And I thought that was a great card to end on. But uh, the Nine of Cups is 
don't stop giving yourself pleasure in 2016. Like, take yourself to the limit, Pisces. I think sometimes maybe Pisces can be a bit furtive. Um, and I think that I would love for them to take on that nine of nine of cups. It's just, it's all good. Feels good to do it. This is the, does like, what would make everybody happier? So maybe this is not the year. Sometimes Pisces like to worry at a problem. Sometimes Pisces like to be constantly shifting. And I think that this is not the year for that Pisces. Pisces, nine of, nine of cups is such a wonderful card. It's such a pleasurable card. It's a card of, of great um, decadence and uh, and uh, just watery blissfulness. And so I'd say more is more in 2016 with that Nine of Cups. Nine of Cups is very much... Um, it's like the climax. Of, so the Nine to me, of any suit to me is the climax card. And this is sort of like a love explosion. Like the Ten of Cups, is, you know, happily ever after together. That's like making it work. Ten of Cups is, you know, picking out the couch and figuring out whose night it is to do dishes. You know, Ten of Cups. Nine of Cups is like, you know, the prince waking the, you know, prince or princess with a kiss. You know, kind of love explosion moment. You know, the absence of doubt. So I I would think that um, Pisces is going to have a very blessed year and I I know um, Pisces doesn't always deal well with hostility Uh, and in 2016 I'm telling them to not deal with hostility Uh, you don't have any time for that Pisces don't have any don't make any time for people kind of like we were talking about with a justice card earlier and people you mentioned you know I see like people deserving you Um, it's just it's not so much that people have to prove themselves to you Pisces you just don't need to spend any time on or with people who don't make your happiness a priority. So I have to imagine, Heisey, that the book has something very lovely to say about the Nine of Cups. (laughs) It does. And to just follow on from what you were saying, um, it's all about self-love. And Pisces, you have to remember, you can't, you you have to know what brings you happiness and pleasure in order to be able to communicate that to others. Um, and Pisces, I know, are very good at making sure and worrying about and wanting everyone to be happy and content and satisfied. But here the Nine of Cups says, but that doesn't mean you have to neglect yourself. So there is much emphasis on enjoying taking care of yourself this year uh, and spending, you know, an ample amount of time with yourself, enjoying yourself and finding what it is that really turns you on, where your erogenous zones are, what it is that brings satisfaction and pleasure and excitement and orgasm for you. Uh, and what can enhance those kind of things. Um, You know, one of the things that is said here, abundant orgasm. So we are encouraging you to do this with some frequency throughout the year. 
Uh, it also uh, says victory of passion over reluctant sex partners. So there is this ability for you to be able to entice and please people and to woo them in. It's not through coercion. It's not through this overt, uh, you know, dragging them into the bedroom kind of idea. It's more being able to say, I see that you are thirsty. And now let me talk to you about all of the ways that I can satisfy (laughs) that thirst. Because then you will willingly and excitedly want to come with me. Mm-hmm. rather than feeling as if you have been coerced or manipulated or talked into it in some way. So use your wiles and know that honey attracts more than vinegar. And so when there is reluctance, then pour it on, pour it on. But you'll only be able to do that because you know how you have experienced pleasure so that you can then start to share some of that from your own cup of pleasure with another. My goodness. <laughs> I'm glad that was the final card because uh, it's a good one. Um, it's an interesting year. Now, so I see, looking at this, just, I just need that waves and waves of pleasure to end with, is what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like a climax good, card. We were ending with It really climax. was. Because, you know, we went back and forth. We were stringent. We were giving. We were observant. We were, you know, self aware. But then it just ends with it, with with that sort of. Monumental. It's a good rhythm that people can, mm-hmm. you know, take to take to heart during this year. It doesn't have to just be like, okay, go and get to the yeah. end. It's like, well, we'll do this and then we'll pull back for a bit and then we'll do some more and then we'll pull back for a bit and then we'll do some more and we'll pull back for a bit and then it's like, yeah. oh my gosh, I can't wait any longer. And then we have Good our God. nine of cups climax. Woo! So, looking at the year as a whole, so for, the first thing that leaps out is that there's five Pentacles cards in out of twelve. Right. And so the first thing that I, my takeaway from that, and I'd love to hear your thoughts, like if there were, we're sort of reading the sort of energies of the year and love and where love is at in 2016, um, it seemed like there was like a, a need for some realness and ground. And I, I kept saying groundedness, and I know that sometimes that can be sound a bit meaningless. So I just want to say what groundedness is like, what is going on in the relationship? What is present? Not what is in your head, not what is how do you think it's going to be, you know, in a couple of years or what, where do you, what do you need? But like, what is, what is going on? Do you have a person that you are with, you know, what are you doing with that person? Um, and it's interesting, all the court cards, no, is that true? Yes. All of the court cards were pentacles. So, and I like the suit. Of, I mean, I like all the suits, but the pentacle suit is sort of measured and careful and um, good at growing things and developing things. So kind of like like you had mentioned a little earlier, um, there's, this is a, a I don't know, the, these are the, the court cards that are very giving, but with, with their giving, that you know, they can create. So what do, first off, what do you think of the pentacles-ness-ness-ness of, of 2016? But I might expand, too, besides the five that are obviously pentacles. For me, Mm -hmm. the emperor is also a very pentacles-like kind of card. Mm -hmm. Uh, And even the hermit, to some extent, I think you could kind of, you know. Well, justice, I think, is a little more airy. But but I could see the the pentacles aspect of it because of, like, sitting in that 
chair and everything. Um, and with, with pentacles, you have that sense of dealing with what is tangible, which you've you know alluded to as well, but also a sense of the the physical sensual nature of things. So experiencing and taking things in through the senses themselves. Don't just read about it. Don't just talk about it, but actually touch it, taste it. Um, you know, so if we if we wanted to go to the sexual side of things, incorporate mm-hmm. the senses more in this year. You mm-hmm. know, uh, pour pour oil, you know, pour uh, pour honey, pour wine on your partner's body and lick it off. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, but it's like find they have very sensual fabrics that you can mm-hmm. wear or that you can roll around on or that, you know, have feathers mm-hmm. that you run up and down the person's body. But anything that is going to kind of stimulate and tingle the nerves and bring about all of these physical sensations are, mm-hmm. are I think, very important. And I think a lot of times people forget about that because they start to think about what does my partner want and what's going uh-huh. on in their head and, you know, what kind of things are going to make them happy and it's what like are all they of those doing things on are social fine. media. What did they do? They like my Instagram post, you know, yeah. what's the, <laughs> I mean, well, those things are fine, they're... but, mm-hmm. but I think that oftentimes we then start to neglect some of the more physical, tangible things that we can incorporate that would be perfectly satisfying um, and a willingness to try. I think we see that as well with the pentacles because it's the learning by doing or that physical act of. So it's if you're curious about something, mm-hmm. try it and do it. Don't just ask people who have done it to see what it's been like for them. Try it for yourself. Mm-hmm. Try it on your partner. See, you know, mm-hmm. if they say, ow, that hurts or, oh, I don't like the way mm-hmm. that feels. Okay, fine, stop. But at least you know you tried. But yeah. you may discover something that you would have never realized could have been so amazing because you mm. never actually were willing to do it in in the very real sense. And I, I know it's interesting. There's not a single sword or wand in the spread. So one that's suggesting a, bit, a year of more um, feminine energy in a way. Now we got some strong masculine cards. The emperor the you know the king of pentacles but there's 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 some the sensuality that you're discussing you know like the 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 the, the physicality and the reality of it i just with no swords and no wands it's like get out of your head i i know sometimes uh in my relationship in but in, in other relationships like it can be kind of like well where should the where is this supposed to be and where <laughs> Yeah, where or no, no, no. Hi, Mitchell, if you're listening. I uh, know, but like, where you know, but like that. How does reality hold it? With this exception of Capricorn, Capricorn is one person who we told I told not to do this, but um, it's sort of getting out of the head and getting out of like and just being with being with present with what is. Um, and I might, I mean, even take that a little bit to like not focusing too much on apps. Or uh, I'm a big, as you know, I'm a big proponent of online dating and 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 mobile dating and mating, but there, you know, with no swords, no. Well, and that goes, um, and that, goes to, that goes to all of the pentacles, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. we were talking about, because it says, stop looking at the pictures and actually be putting your hands on a body. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yes. <laughs> Less porn, more <laughs> more performance, you know, and uh, yeah. Uh, and also, and also, I think that this 
because you point out that there aren't any swords or wands. And those tend to be the faster elements or the faster suits. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot here that really says this is a year of slowing down a bit. It's really about reconnecting because we can often Mm -hmm. be very disconnected with all of the devices and everything else that's going on for us. But it's slowing down, taking our time more, setting aside time so we don't feel rushed. You know, you don't have to just try to have sex when you wake up in the morning before you both have to get up to take a shower to get to work. So everybody's watching the clock while trying to get finished and everything else. It's like, you know, set aside time where there's not going to be an eruption, where you're, mm-hmm. there's not a, a deadline to meet, so that if it takes 10 minutes, that's great because we can just lay around and enjoy ourselves afterwards. If it takes mm-hmm. three hours, that's great. We're not worried that we should have, you know, had a shower and been on the way to the office two and a half hours ago. Um, mm-hmm. So it's it's making more of a an effort to to make that a reality during this year rather than always just talking about how we wish we had more time for, oh, we really should make more time to be together, oh, you know, whatever. And that's where I think we see the swords being absent, for example. A lot less talking and with all the pentacles and everything, a lot more doing. So Mm -hmm. what you've been talking about, what you've been complaining about, what you've been thinking about, what you've been promising, this is a year to really start making that more of a reality to actually do something about that rather than to just let it still be something you complain about and put off wondering when you're going to have time for. Well, it's, I like that there's a strong theme, <laughs> you know, it, it, I think it's more interesting yeah. of a reading than something more scattered. And so I'm interested in seeing how this plays out in my love life, but also in when I, when I, hear other people's experiences of their love lives, I'm I just wonder, um, you know, if this sort of earthiness well, I think what's and also practicality nice will come up. Mm-hmm. With, with having that theme like that that really is mm-hmm. really present almost everywhere with all of the signs is that mm-hmm. um, y- y- it makes it easy no matter who's hooking up with who, meaning which sign mm-hmm. is hooking up with which sign, because there's mm-hmm. kind of this overall theme that everybody is is being affected by or energy that everyone is kind of working within this year, rather than, you know, some signs are working with very wands energy and some mm-hmm. signs are working with very pentacles energy. And so you hope that you get with people that are going to be able to be on a similar wavelength, whereas here it seems like most people are probably going to be on a similar wavelength. And we'll mm-hmm. find if we're trying to do some things, we're going to see um support reinforcement for that you know we're going to see that kind of reflected in what other people are also doing rather than feeling like well i'm trying to do this but they're in a totally different place kind of thing and um if i had one particular piece of advice leo's go get dominated by a scorpio (laughs) i think that will be very useful i guess poor leo i feel like if anyone drew the short straw in this reading it's leo I still think it's useful advice for the Leo that you're not, you don't need to be, you know, love self, love self, love what is, get over failure, get over the those ideas. But man, maybe maybe it would be useful with 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 Scorpio and that Emperor. Uh, but you know, sorry, the, the, well, but I think the key is the Five of Cups says for the Leos, mm-hmm. it's only the short straw if you decide mm-hmm. to focus on and make it the short straw. But you mm-hmm. can turn that around. It's just up to you mm-hmm. as to whether you're going to change your attitude about it and approach it differently. Nice. Anyway, well, I wish all the signs 
a sexy year. And if you were titillated by the conversation, <laughs> pick up a copy of The Sexual Key to the Tarot. You can usually find it for a penny on Amazon used. And, of course, you want a used copy of that book, wouldn't you? I mean, <laughs> like, if the pages aren't sticking together, you might need to get your money back. Um, um, maybe buy two copies. But it's it's a... It just really stands out on that tarot bookshelf. It lights up any tarot gathering that you bring it to. And when when, when one takes themselves a little too seriously, you know, it's it's fun for the lightheartedness of this. And also, you know, in, in the hands of a master, like I see, in the, the careful hands of high C, you can draw great, uh, tremendous uh, spiritual insights. From it that he is able to knead out of the book uh, with careful, uh, considered actions. So uh, I can take that book and I can lick it, flip it, and rub it, turn it over, and come up with something more than what it has to say on those pages. Anyway, but That's that might be a good place. I, I'm feeling a bit spent after, <laughs> after having well, my way with the entire zodiac. So. And reach our final ultimate climax with the Nine of Cups. You yes, know? I certainly do. Well, I I have thoroughly enjoyed taking this little sexual romp with you. Mm. <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see you in March. <laughs> yes, and we will look forward. We will look forward to seeing everyone. Uh, seeing, quote unquote, everyone in March for our next show, which will be on March 8th, Tuesday, March 8th. So we hope you will join us again then. And of course, you can listen back to this show, pass it along, share it with your friends, refer them to listen to it as well, or a potential lover that you want to try to use this show to convince why they need to be following your wiles and ways. Uh, by either pointing them to Blog Talk or to iTunes, and that makes it very easy. So, thank you, Charlie. Keep it real, high C. <laughs> and we will look forward to being with you again next month in March.
You're listening to the Amethyst Oracle, Divination with a Queer Twist, with hosts Hi C and Charlie Harrington. Find out more at Facebook.com slash the Amethyst Oracle. Brought to you by Firefly Willows L-I-V-E. We hope you enjoyed the show. This is Deb Caracella. Please join us next time on Firefly Willows L-I-V-E for Revolution with Haisu Lucknow. Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m.